Okay, praise God. We're, we're in the Bible today. We're in uh, John chapter 14. Uh, we're t- getting towards uh, Easter time. Easter will be with us uh, in just a couple of weeks. And uh, we just want to talk a little bit about uh, Jesus, really, over the next couple of weeks. Discovering Jesus is our theme. And I want to read from John chapter 14, just a few very famous verses that we read uh, lots of different situations. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Just these amazing verses that Jesus kind of reveals himself and uh, speaks about himself clearly. You know, um, and I just want to try and pick it about that, about discovering who Jesus is. You know, um, I think most people would, would really... Uh, would, would believe in the historical Jesus today. I think that there's very little dispute about that. People understand this historical figure of Jesus Christ who lived and uh, who, who died in uh, Israel in, in those days. Um, I think what people think about Jesus, though, is really important. And, and here in this passage here, we, we hear from Jesus what he thinks about himself which I think is really important for us to understand. You know, because, uh, you know, we can dispute what people say about him, but actually we need to hear what he says about him. And Jesus comes and he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, no one can come to the Father except by me. He doesn't say, I know the way. He says, I am the way. What a difference. He doesn't say, look, I can tell you how to get to God. He says, no, I am the way that you get to God. What a, what a revelation, what, what a proclamation for him. And this is the unique message of the Christian faith. This, uh, this is the truth that it stands above all truths of religion, that Jesus Christ declares himself to be the way to God. That there is no other way that we can come. The way to God is Jesus The Son of God who was conceived by the Spirit and born to a young Jewish woman outside of marriage at the time. Who lived a sinless life, who worked miracles and signs among the people, who spoke with an authority that is still unsurpassed even in this world today. And who was crucified by the Roman authorities even though they couldn't prove him guilty of anything. That's who we believe. That's the message that we have. He fulfilled hundreds of prophecies from the Old Testament. And then he came back to life and was seen by over 500 people over a period of his resurrection before he ascended into heaven. And he then sent the Holy Spirit upon the church. And in just a few decades, the church had grown from a group of believers hiding in a room to thousands and tens of thousands of believers throughout the known world. And who today, over one billion people call Lord and Savior. That's not bad, is it? People have found out who Jesus is. He is the way. And I want us to understand that today. Salvation is found, Paul Peter says in the book of Acts, in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. 
Jesus is the way today. Wow, isn't that amazing? So what does it mean to have the way for us? Well, firstly, it means this, that Jesus is the way out of darkness. Hallelujah. That's not bad, is it? Jesus is the way out of darkness. Now, I, I want you to understand that. 1 Peter verse two, uh, chapter 2, verse 9 says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Jesus has made a way for lost people to come out of darkness into light. And it's this message of the Bible that comes again and again and again. We see it in John 1. In him uh, was light, and that light was the light of men. And we understand this, this revelation of Jesus Christ, that he comes to make a way for people who are lost to be able to come into the presence of God. That's what we celebrate this morning. That's why we're in here worshiping today. Because God has given us a way out of darkness into light. And so we gather together in his name and worship him and bring glory to him. God, in sending Jesus, provided a way out of the situation that we find ourselves in. And you might say to me, Dave, I'm not in darkness today. I'm fine. It's quite bright in here. I'm not talking about literal darkness. I'm talking about being lost and separated from God. The Bible calls that darkness. It calls being uh, away and out of a relationship with him. The Bible says we've been separated from God and therefore in our separation we've become separated and lost from the living God and therefore we need to come to find him and that we can't find a way back for ourselves. You can't find a way back for yourself. You have to come through the way. And uh, all of a sudden, we realize that actually to find God, we need Jesus. One of my favorite verses in the Old Testament, 2 Samuel 14, verse 14, that says this, God devises ways so that a banished person does not remain banished from him. What a great verse. In other words, God has planned to bring people who don't know him into his presence. God has planned that people who are far from him can come close to him. That's the plan that God made, and he's made it throughout his revelation of himself. So you go to the Old Testament, and you see him planning to bring people close to him. You see him... uh, making a plan throughout raising up the people of Israel. And and the whole of that journey is so that people who are far from him can come close to him because he wants people to discover him. He is the way out of the darkness of the world into his presence. That's why Jesus stands and says, I am the way. No one can come out of darkness except through me. And so I want you to think about your life today. I want you to understand it. And you might say, well, that's a big claim. Hey, friends, either this is true and it makes all the difference or it's not true and it makes no difference. That's that's the issue. You either have to choose, actually, I want to come out of darkness and I believe Jesus will help me do it. And that's why we gather here and we sing and we worship and we proclaim. It's because we believe and know that Jesus is the way out. Because it's not that we haven't got better things to do on a Sunday morning. Although sometimes I just I would stay in bed, I think. But I come because actually I have faith that Jesus is the way out of the darkness that can surround my life. And Jesus shows us that that's the reason he came. Luke 4, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And this is Jesus' manifesto as he proclaims and starts his ministry. He says, this 
is why I've come. I've come to bring people out of the horror of their lives. I've come to bring people out of the captivity of sin and shame. I've come to bring people out of the fear and regret that surrounds our lives in so many ways. And he did this by dying on the cross for the sins of the world. It's an amazing thing for us to take hold of today, that we can understand and know the grace of God poured into our lives. Hebrews 10 verse 19 says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, let us draw near to God. It's an amazing truth. You know, we sing these songs this morning, I'm no longer a slave. Why? Because Jesus has given us a way out. I'm no, you know, what can wash away my sin? The blood of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus has given us a way out. And so today, the issue for us is, are we coming out of darkness because of what Jesus has done for us? And this language in Hebrews is speaking about the story of the temple in in Jerusalem. When Jesus was died, it said that the temple, the the curtain in the temple that separated the holy place, the place where God, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was, from everywhere else was torn in two. Why? Because the curtain was torn, representing the fact that God was giving his people away out of darkness and, and into his wonderful light. We see it in the prophet Isaiah In Isaiah chapter 9, we read it at Christmas. He says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the deep land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Something changed. I always come back to the Lord of the Rings. The land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. Something has come on. And all of a sudden, Jesus has made a way for us to come right out of the darkness that holds our life. I'm not saying that we're all bad people. I'm not saying we're all in difficult places. What I'm saying, friends, is that we all need a way out of the sin that surrounds our lives. We all need a way out of the rebellion that grows within us. We all need a way out of the self-centeredness that opposes the purposes of God in our lives. See, it's not about whether you're better than me, because, friends, that's easy. And maybe some of you, it's not too difficult either. It's about whether you're not sinned in your life. And the Bible says we've all sinned. The Bible says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so this morning, Jesus comes and he says, I'm the way out of darkness. And if you're in darkness today, if you're facing situations that surround you, if you know actually that before God, you're in darkness, Jesus says, I've come for you to bring you out of that. Secondly, Jesus is the way through the challenges of life. I love this. He's the way out, and he's the way through. The Bible says in uh, Isaiah 30, you, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You know, friends, Jesus has come to help you go through the challenges of life, to go through the circumstances of life. He doesn't call us just to believe on him, but he calls us to follow him. Don't you love that? To follow him. See, if you're going to go through life, and friends, you know, we've just, you know, there are people here today and you're going through stuff. I know it. We've just prayed for two, two families who are going through stuff. But, you know, Jesus comes and he says, I am the way through the difficulties and the challenges of the life that you face. I'm the way to bring you into the purposes of God. And he comes and he says, this is the way, walk with me. See, how do we get through the stuff of life? We walk with Jesus. That's what it's about. 
It's not about um, just believing in him. Because friends, even the devil believes in him. It's about walking with him. It's about saying, you know what, Lord, I'm committed to you. Even though I don't understand this, Lord, I'm committed to you. How do I get through this circumstance? Lord, I'm not sure, but I believe in you. Jesus said to his disciples, didn't he? Whoever wants to follow me must take up his cross, deny themselves, and follow. He said, you know what, if you're going to live with me, if you're, going to, if you're going to understand that I'm the way, then actually I'm not just the way out, but I'm also the way through. I'm also the way through the circumstances of life and its difficulties. I'm also the way through the challenges and obstacles. And we see that again and again in the Bible. We see that again and again in life as people who have to say, hey, you know what, I'm not sure of the way, but I'm just going to follow Jesus. I'm not sure of where this is going, but I'm just going to keep taking hold of him. I'm just going to keep walking with him because I believe he's leading me into something better than I've so far experienced with him. One of the verses I come back to again and again, Psalm 23, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and the staff, they comfort me. In other words, he says, I, I, I have to walk through it, but I don't fear it anymore because you're with me. I have to walk through it. I don't understand it, but you're with me. And so I'll walk through the challenges of life. I'll take hold of it. Even though it seems that there's no way forward, I'll trust you because you're the way. And I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to take hold of everything you have for me. This is one of the strongest promises that God gives to his people in the Bible. Actually, I'll be with you. I'll walk with you. And so even today, as we live, we need to understand that when Jesus says, I'm the way, he's saying to us, actually, you need to walk with me. You need to follow me. You need to pursue me. You need to listen to me because it's in that actually you find breakthrough moments. It's that where you find moments where uh, God makes a way where there is no way. You know, we used to sing the song. Do you mean? He will make a way. Do you want me to finish? <laughs> he will make a way where there is no way. You know, we, we understand that. And God does come and do that sometimes. But the Bible tells us also that he leads us through. See, sometimes we want him to make a way around, don't we? But sometimes he leads us through. You know, and, and we have to just understand that and deal with that in our hearts. Yes, Lord, I'm willing to walk through. Sometimes he goes before us. Sometimes he comes behind us. But he walks with us. We'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in. And I find this great verse in Micah this week. It says this, the one who breaks open the way will go up before them and they will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. Wow, what an amazing verse. The one who goes before them will break open a way. See, sometimes that's what we need the Lord to do. Lord, would you go before me? Would you make a way? Lord, I need to pass through this, Lord. I can't see how I can do it in my own strength. Lord, would you go before me and I'll come with you and walk through it. Jesus calls us to walk with him, to face the challenges of our lives in the confidence of knowing that he is the way that we can get through. And that means we have to walk with him because, you know, the truth is it's much better to walk with him than to walk behind. You see, we do two things, don't we? We either walk ahead and assume that he's going to come our way or we lag behind and try and take a different way. (laughs) You ever followed someone and you just think you know a better route? So halfway of following through, you just turn off. Julia and I do, do this when we're both driving sometimes around the city, following one another. I'll always take a different route to see if I can beat her home. 
you know, we've got one boy in each car. They're going, come on, Dad. Handbrake turns around the corner. It's just, you know, it's not really. I've got one of those weird electronic brakes now. They can't do handbrake turns. Don't know what the world's coming to, honestly. We just try and race. And, and, you know, sometimes with the Lord, that's what we're trying to do. And actually, it's he is the way through the challenges. He is the way through. And all of us, you know, if we went around this, this room today, we'd find so many people have had to say, you know what? I had to rely on the Lord in that situation of my life. It's not weakness to rely on God. It's not weakness to say, okay, God, I don't know what's happening here, but God, I'm just going to walk with you because actually, if I try to do this on my own, I'm just going to be overwhelmed by the stuff that's going on surrounding me. The one who breaks open the way will go before them. God can make a way for you today. You might feel surrounded. You might feel you're facing a wall. You might feel that all kinds of stuff is overwhelming and it just seems to press in on you. But God is the God who will walk with you to fulfill his purpose in your life, even though you have to go through circumstances. The testimony of God's people is that we can overcome and that we can endure because God is with us. Not because we have all the answers, not because we can easily get it right, not because we're all full of faith all the time, but because God is with us and we walk with him, we can overcome. Because he leads us into life. Paul says in Philippians, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. He says, I can walk through it because Jesus is here with me. He's the way that I take. And then finally, Jesus is the way into the promises of God. Isn't that amazing? First few verses that we read. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place that I am going. And then Thomas said to him, I love Thomas, don't you? Because he says what we're all thinking. Lord, how do we know the way? We don't even know where you're going. Always feel sympathetic for the disciples, don't you? Looking back, he always makes them being on the spiritual. But, but really, he's just being honest. He said, we don't even know. And Jesus says to him, I'm the way. You know the way, Thomas. It's me. And if you want to enter into all the fullness of what God has for you, if you want to enter in to the best that God has, then actually, I'm the way to do it. Come through me and enter into the promises of God for your life. Here's the way. Eternal life Jesus said, you know, that actually eternal life is something that we enter into now. That we enter into life in the spirit now. We enter into abundance now. That actually God wants us to live in the overflow of who he is. Not just in the, uh, uh, we believe that one day we're all going to get to heaven and everything will be better. Friends, we do believe that. But actually we also want to live in the abundance and the confidence that comes from knowing that. That actually whatever happens in life we can enter into the promises of God. Because the Bible says that all the promises of God are yes in Christ Jesus. Hello. All the promises. Well, you're overwhelmed by that today, aren't you? See, that's why we're here, aren't we? Because all the promises of God are yes in Christ. We're not here just simply because, uh, you know, we have one. All of them 
our yes in Christ. And therefore, we need to come and be able to say, you know what, Lord, I want to enter in fully. You are the way into the promises of God for my life. Here's a few promises for church. It's the promise of his presence, Matthew 28. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Hey, here's a promise. God's always with you. There's nowhere you go that's too far from him. There's nowhere that you end up that he isn't there. There's nowhere that you try and hide that he can't see. God is always with you. It's a promise in the scripture. And so therefore he is the way into that promise for your life. The promise of his spirit. Jesus said, but the Father will send, uh, sorry, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. Listen, you enter into the life of the spirit because of who Jesus is. And therefore, we come alive in the Spirit. And it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because um, it, it moves us beyond just being people of faith to being people of, who follow. We don't, we don't just believe in the Spirit, but actually we walk in the Spirit. Why? Because we're entering into the promises of God. Why? Because Jesus is the way. He's moved us from belief into experience of the Spirit of God. And therefore, we enter into that. We enter into this relationship. And so many of us are hesitant to enter into this relationship to the Spirit. Um, I remember hearing somebody say, who believes you've got spiritual vision and eyesight? And everybody went, oh, amen. He said, when was the last time you used your spiritual eyes? And everybody went, oh. Who believes you've got spiritual ears? Oh, amen. When was the last time you used them? When was the last time the Lord said something to you and you acted in response to what the Lord says because it was something more than just uh, uh, you or a person around you. It was the Spirit of God speaking. Because we want to follow him into the abundance of his promises. But to do that, sometimes we've got to be obedient to the promises. We've got to be obedient to his word so we can enter into what he has for us. It's the promise of eternal life. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Friends, that is still the strongest promise in the Bible. That people who are perishing and far from God can have eternal life. And you know that's where we are today, isn't it? Jesus died for us. That we might have eternal life. Friends, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that promise. I'd be snowballing just now. But I believe it with all my heart. Therefore, I'm in church and rejoicing in the fact that Jesus died for me. That if I believe in him, which I do, will, will not perish for the sins that I've committed, which are many. But I will have life with him eternally. Oh, hallelujah. It's worth getting out of your bed for, isn't it? It's worth rejoicing in. Because actually, otherwise, it's nothing. It's a promise. And in Christ, that promise comes to life. And the fullness of God starts to well up within you and start to say, you know what, Lord? I'll hold on to the promise of God. Fourthly, his promise of grace for us. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. You know, the grace of God doesn't rely on our ability. You see, this world is geared up. To, to, to respond to, to the ability and to the, the talents of people. And the truth is, most of us are realize that we're pretty flawed. Any people in the building are not flawed today. Apart from Robin Newty, obviously. On their 40th. We're all flawed people. We're all people who carry stuff in our lives. And why is that so relevant to us? Because we can come to God and receive his grace regardless of what we've done, but because of his love towards us. 
the grace of God is poured upon our lives. That's why we need it, the promise of the grace of God. You see, I need God to say, my grace is sufficient for you, Dave. It's sufficient for you on a good day when you're praising me and you're doing all the right things and you look great. Few and far between those days. It's sufficient for you, Dave, when you've had a bad day and you're fed up and you're grumpy. I know you find that hard to believe. It's just sufficient for you, Dave, my grace. Because actually, I poured out upon you because of your faith in Christ Jesus. And that promise of his grace means that even on the worst day of my life, I can walk into his presence and sit before him and say, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for caring for me. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out grace upon grace into my life. Finally, it's the promise of his blessing. For I have... I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. It's a promise of his blessing. You know, you, uh, you can find promises for almost anything in the Bible. We used to have these little things called promise boxes. Anybody remember them? They'd be like, they'd be like little scrolls of paper and a pair of tweezers. And if you're having a bad day, you could just dip in. And there'd be a verse that said, you know, you're very good looking and thin. No, there wasn't one of those. Do you know what I mean? There'd be a verse that would say, yeah. You obviously had one of those, did you? Do you know what I mean? There'd be a verse that said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. You'd say, you know what? Thank you, Lord. Because, Lord, I need you to supply my needs. There was a verse that said, actually, my grace is sufficient for you. There was a verse that said, and you know what? It was a wonderful little thing, but actually it's better if you carry the word in your heart. Sometimes we just need to be able to open the scriptures and say, Lord, what is your promise to me? In the middle of walking through this valley. See, some of us, if we're going to get through the valley, we need the word that says, actually, the valley comes to an end. Actually, I have a plan for you. You're going to come out of the valley and actually you'll still know my hand upon your life. And you'll still know my, my grace is sufficient for you regardless of what happens. Jesus is the way by which we enter into the fullness of the promises of God. And enjoy the hope of eternal life. He's the way today. Oh, I know some friends. Some of you have been coming to church for longer than I've been alive. You know it. But I want to remind you today, he's the way... He's the way out of the darkness that so often can surround our lives and hold us captive and make us feel that there's no way forward for us. God says, no, I've given you a way out. It's Jesus. He's the way through the challenges, friends. He's the way through the faith uh, battles that you have to, have to walk through. He's the way through the obstacles and the circumstances that seem to press in on you. He's the way through the giants who would seem to oppose your life and say, you'll never amount to anything. This will never change. This is going to come and destroy you. He's the way through all those things. Because you say, actually, now I'm walking with him. His spirit's in me. I love the story of David when he comes to Goliath. And Goliath looks at this young boy and says, I'm going to rip your head off and feed it to the pigeons. And David looks at him and says, I don't come against you in my strength. I don't come against you in what I have. I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come against you because beside me, walking with me, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And then David gets a bit aggressive. He says, today I'm going to cut your head off. And we'll see who's king. Oh, don't you love it? I love a bit of blood and guts, don't you? 
Honestly, it's all, we're always too polite in church. Sometimes we've got to say, oh, I'm going to chop that head off, that thing. Do you know what I mean? We're just going to go to war with it. We're going to believe that God can break control of something. You know, the enemy prowls around like a lion seeking to devour your life. The enemy he doesn't mind spilling your blood. I want you to know that. He doesn't mind pushing you back. He doesn't mind defeating you. He doesn't mind trying to push you back. So sometimes you've got to say, you know what, Lord? I'm walking. You are the way through this. And as we walk through, Lord, I'm going to start to believe that you might just have a sword that I can start to swing. Oh, what's it called? It's called the sword of the word of God. Hello, everybody. It's called the promises of God that I'm going to pick up and I'm going to start to fight for the purposes of God. My life. Why? Because Jesus, you're the way through this. He's the way into the promise. He brings us into the life of God for us. I want you to discover afresh today Jesus, the way, the way out of darkness. He came to bring light, the light of his kingdom into our world, the way through the challenges of this world. He'll walk with you and lead you if you'll surrender to him. The way into the promises of God. If you're holding on to a promise today, Jesus will lead you into its fulfillment because that's what he's come to do. We're going to come in close. Thank you. There's a great verse in the Bible. Somebody gave it to me when I was a young Christian from Jeremiah 6, verse 16. It says this, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. And then it says this, but you said we will not walk in it. See, Jesus is the way, friends. But you have to decide to walk in his way. You have to decide, yeah, I'm ready to walk out. Walk out of the darkness that surrounds my life. Walk out of the wrong decisions I've made. Walk out of the rebelliousness towards God that is in me. I'm going to walk through this with Jesus today. I'm going to trust him that he's got his hand upon me. I'm going to walk into the promises of God for my life. Let's just bow our heads in prayer before we sing our last song.